0: My name is Elder Luke and i would like to share with you this most amazing episode of raw welcome to the wrestle talk podcast i'm luke owen D A i'm joined by the professor the truth your jam that champion dan layton please do press the subscribe button if this is your first time here give us a little thumbs up as well as we review monday night raw if you're watching this on demand leave a comment down below with what you thought of this episode and if you're watching live get in your alpha chats to wrestle.com forward slash support We'll read out all of them above the five us dollar amount
1: i really appreciated you speaking my language just now in terms of musicals um but i do hope that you warmed up before that reach
0: oh because okay so here's what happened okay. I, I i now i'm now picking up what you're putting down here's what happened <laughs> tempest was playing a video game mm-hmm. in uh in the office and i heard within that video game a bing bong oh you did you mentioned it and i said i was like did anyone else just hear a bing bong like a little ding dong and uh it was like yeah it was tempest game mm. and so i just went hello i see and, right. and no one reacted and so i thought well, do you know what i'll do <laughs> i'll do it live on the air and it'll
1: be appreciated by more people uh, and and how many more people appreciated it do you think uh get that nonsense out of here there you go uh, yeah. left it uh book of
0: mormon yep i mean about two people you've been acknowledged it. i've been acknowledged that's all you needed more than it was in the office that's very true but this was a very very good episode of raw and we're going to review that episode in full i suppose what we'll do is kind of talk about the opening probably uh, we'll do the opening and closing because mm. i feel like that sort of encompasses my feelings on this episode of monday night raw we're live <laughs> thank you who was that? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was going by the trousers, it was Sullivan. Ah. Um, anyway, I'll, I will talk about the opening. We'll talk about the closing because uh, I feel like that encompasses my my feelings on law. So here's some fun, interesting facts for you, Dan. Mm. This is the highest-rated Raw on Cage Match Ooh, of the year. Okay. It's, in fact, the highest-rated Raw on Cage Match of the Triple H era. Wow. The closest Monday Night Raw that's come to... this scored a 9.11 on Cage
1: Match. Goodness me. And did do they... Do they uh is it is it like a broad range of people it is it's people who use cage match essentially so it's a user no but i i i mean like have lots of people or is it like one person gave it 9.11 and so as a result it's it's. Yeah. do you know i mean no, no, no i was looking at it's
0: like 10's best episode of the year oh, okay. and a couple of sevens being like not a great episode but yeah. it's lifted by pay-per-view quality like in-ring stuff not saying, hmm. yeah. broad range of opinions with, within um so yeah this is nine point one. it's higher than collision goodness and that was the like, the highest rate of, i think the second highest rate of collision mm. uh, of this year all of a sudden really got into like i feel like it's the imdb
1: you become to, the stats man so
0: it's, it's the imdb of pro wrestling so it's yeah. not exactly like you know an actual
1: barometer of stats oh of like it's not science since i've been doing more days in the office i have started visiting cage match a lot more than i ever have in my life yeah like i, I i've been aware of it but yeah
0: someone just told me to not rap again
1: I wouldn't say that was a rap. No, that was, that was a, a song. That was me doing musical to theatre. It wasn't... They weren't notes, but it wasn't a rap. No, no absolutely not. No. no. Uh, but anywho,
0: the closest that uh, an episode of Raw has come mm. was 8.04. Uh, and that was the episode with the Nakamura heel turn. Oh, okay, so quite recent. Quite recent. In fact, I thought, well, surely... The episode with gunther and gable yeah that, uh, yeah 7.46 goodness me yeah. so and this is the like the highest rated raw well is, it's actually the highest rated raw or in a, in a long long time looking mm. at sort of like overall and that goes dates back to sort of like eddie guerrero tribute show mm. eras of like monday night raw ratings and stuff this has got a huge whopping rating on it because the, the discourse online is that people and loved this episode.
1: Well, I can see why. You know, though it's it's not without flaws like and I, and I oh, yeah. I'll talk about them including one and here's a lead for the show. Uh one of the most chronic nitpicks I've ever had in my life. Uh-oh. To the point if I acknowledge it's a nitpick, that means it's a nitpick and we'll get there. Um but you know, there's but there's, there's legitimate criticism elsewhere. There's things I think weren't necessarily as handled very well. Um but the stuff that I think that kind of 7.0, 8.0 rating of like, you know, a decent, enjoyable episode of Raw with some really banging wrestling in there is a, a proper crisp summation of the whole thing. Um, yeah. And it's really, really interesting that we've had a few weeks in a row now where we've quite like gone like, yeah, it was decent, we enjoyed this, didn't I Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. And a lot of it has been mid to less good. You know, the, the mids have had it. Um, so I'm really interested to see when we get to that point at the end of the show, how the people responded to this because I can see why they would have loved it. Yeah, I mean, it was a hot crowd. Yes. Really, yeah. really, really hot crowd in the in the Toyota. Which world. follows on from the conversation we had yesterday on mm-hmm. the, with, when it pertains to AW crowds.
0: So when I was looking at this show, I sat down this morning. Can I just like to just bring your oh, chair well, in so slightly. So the framing's a bit did nicer. you just miss me? How well, is that as well. Yeah. Closeness is, you know, friendship. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I sat down 6 a.m. this morning to watch my episode of Raw. Mm. I talked about this in the edited review. My favorite curry, my favorite curry takeaway
1: is a tikka paneer dansak. You said that earlier on, uh, but you you said a tikka dansak, And I was in the middle of writing a a list of uh, Japanese wrestlers. And I thought that was someone I didn't know. Um, (laughs) Because I just wasn't paying attention to what you said. And then you followed through with, if I may, a brilliant metaphor. Thank you. For those who are unaware, a dansak is a curry what kind of curry are we talking uh, spicy we it, talking?
0: It's, 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 well it's kind of the perfect blend I think of sweet and sourness ooh, ooh. Um, it, it's got the right amount of heat I like a spicy curry mm. I love a vindaloo and all that sort mm. of stuff but what I like about a Danzac is that it's got as Greg Wallace would say bags of flavor <laughs> <laughs> so, and there's lentils in there as well yeah.
1: delicious mm. love me a Danzac I like a Korma who's surprised yeah uh, because
0: you're I won't go to it A oh, what uh, we
1: pop yeah <laughs> Because <laughs> you want a
0: Huawei pop. Yeah. Um, so I like a, a paneer tikka dance action. Yeah, lovely. Uh, on a Friday night with, um, you know, pilau rice, some Bombay aloo, Doms, because I like to use poppadoms to eat me curry That's, with. Yeah. Um, bit of mango chutney. I don't need the mango chutney, but if it's there, mm. it's, it's a nice little addition. Right. If I had that, so for me, it's the perfect meal. It's yeah. a perfect Friday night takeaway meal. If I had it every Friday. Yeah. After a while, I'd be like, you yeah, know, this is still good. Yeah. Because it's delicious. But I'm not like, oh, man, I can't wait to have another one of those. Mm. If I then have it for every meal, mm. while it is always delicious, I am going to be like, hmm, could actually quite fancy something new. Mm. Maybe, maybe a Balti or something like that. You know, Even just like a different flavor profile. So I sat down to watch Raw this morning and a waiter came over and said, dancer. Yeah, because the main event was <laughs> Kevin Owens and Sammy Zayn versus The Judgment Day. And I was like, yeah, you know, fine. I'll have my, I'll eat my paneer tikka dance sack, I'll spoon on my rice. And I'll spoon on my. Oh, was it a, a Cody Rhodes promo interrupted by the Judgment Day? Is it? Just oh, my Bombay aloo. I'll just, I'll put that on. Oh, oh was that um a brawl with Kevin o and Sami Zayn, and Jey Uso? Yeah, there's some mango chutney on the on the side there. I'll just, I'm sure, I'm sure that I'll, I'll enjoy this a lot. But then throughout the show, I'll be like, oh, you, got, you got a little chana masala over there. Do you mind if I, do you mind if I put some of that on my plate? <laughs> just think a little bit, a little bit different. <laughs> oh, have you got got samosas? (laughs) Oh, do you know what? I do do fancy some samosas, actually. I'll I'll add some samosas to to my plate. (laughs) (laughs) And then before I knew it, I was having a whole new meal. Mm. And there was this big, like, attitude-era schmoz in the main event. And at the end of it, I was like... That's the best paneer tikka sack <laughs> I've had in ages.
1: And in this in this metaphor, would you argue that um, J D McDonough is the little bag of salad that you, <laughs> that you get? Yeah. So
0: because my my wife will get um, paneer shashlik that comes with the salad. <laughs> okay, <now> so. <laughs> <making> <laughs> Sorry, I said a bad word. <laughs> She'll get paneer tikka ta- uh, shashlik and stuff, and that will come with like a bag of salad. It usually comes with a big chunk of cucumber in it. My wife doesn't like cucumbers, so I'm like oh, I'll have that. That's that's me veg. Yeah. that's me salad for the thing. So yeah, J D McDonough with his massive head. Yeah. Is that big chunk of cucumber <laughs> that comes in a salad pack. <laughs> ah. And I was like, "Oh, you've got God. Some, a little lime pickle over there. Yeah. You? Actually, no, I've, I've a bit of lime pickle. Yeah. Or oh, have you got a peshwari naan? I, I had a, a great, great time this episode. Just because a lot of people are talking about this, I am going to quickly double check, but I believe the news is a fish. Uh, that Jade Cargill has signed with WWE. Oh, have they legitimated it? Are
1: they, are they legitimate? <laughs> oh, I
0: don't know. Everyone in the chat... There you go. Breaking. Jade Cargill has signed a multi-year contract with WWE. Oh, as wow. As reported by ESPN slash Actually Fightful Select.
1: Now, that is Massive. Um, because they're posting it to their main profile and they're calling her Jade Cargill. This is a a, a full acknowledgement of this person as pre-existing.
0: In fairness, that is tagging her on Twitter where it's Jade. What does Cargill. it say on that picture? Though? Oh, there's Jade Cargill there. But they can change her name. They, they can absolutely change they, her name. They announced they'd signed
1: Kana, but then changed ah, her that's name. True, that's true. And they had a lovely, uh, they had a lovely PowerPoint graphic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they changed it no that's absolutely true that's absolutely true Maybe jade cargill ruined my excellent metaphor because no, no one no, was listening not. to my excellent metaphor well the metaphor well th- thankfully is there for posterity when in two weeks time isla dunn and alba fire come out and they do something with <laughs> it with a, a pinhead dance sack that you can uh, you can tweet that um <laughs> uh unfortunately there's no women's tag stuff on this show so i had to fit it in somewhere um no but so the jane cargill news i find really interesting because they're they're being very vocal about you know bringing it they're treating her like a top star already they're making a point of breaking the news with espn that's quite massive Massive. um very intriguing very interested to see where that's going first reported by five four select but you know but you can't acknowledge them can you you have to well that's what i think dan part of the problem not the dirt sheets brother um anyway yeah um Let's get back to what we were talking about, mm. Curry. Uh, no, so yeah. so to, it's a it's a good metaphor though because Thank Triple you. H is very much in his hyperfixate era, where at the moment he's hyperfixating on some combination of Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Cody, and the Judgment Day. Um, and it, the program has been on cruise control since SummerSlam. Yes, yes, basically. And I kind of have when I was looking at the uh, it got to the main event. What was the thing I wrote down? And I and I took a break before I went to watch the main event, but. I wrote down, I feel like I can just skip this because I've seen it so many times. Like I sat down and I said to Pete, I just, I'm not interested. Like, you know, I enjoyed bits and bobs through the show, but I've, I've seen this match. And as much as I've given them credit through the course of the evening, for the, and, and you'll see it when we do the full breakdown of the show, I was just like, mm, well, okay. And then um, Pete was like, I'll be interested to see how you feel at the end. And sure enough, I through the course of the match was fully worked, bro. Like I was so in. I was, and it's and it's this thing of like, oh, they're just really good wrestlers, and sometimes really good wrestlers don't always land. In I mean, look at Seth Rollins and Shinsuke. Right mm-hmm. where, where, yeah. On a, on a paper, Shinsuke versus Rollins is a five star match, but for some reason, it didn't click. Um, here everything clicked it was frenetic it was chaotic i really enjoyed it at one point i fully thought that sammy and kevin were getting the belts back like i i believed it i i bought into the hype um so i have to give it credit you know they'd set up i think quite well throughout the show
0: three potential endings for this mm. and i know and, and that's one of the things i really liked about the the main event is that the show posited three possible outcomes and finishes for you to be like i wonder which one of these it'll be mm. so it could have been jd mcdonough uh because uh Damien priest told him you're not in the judgment yeah. day stop trying to help out and he'd got them all beaten up earlier in the show is he actually gonna say four is he gonna show up and he's actually gonna end up costing them the mm. tag titles or is he gonna show up and help them to try again and, ag- again yeah. to try and acclimate himself yeah. with into the group B, Jay Uso is not trusted by Sami Zayn. Oh, sorry, not trusted by Kevin Owens. And he had a promo segment earlier, uh, earlier in the show where they were like, you know, what's your thoughts on the main event? He's like, well, I'll be keeping my eyes on the main event, keeping my eyes on the Judgment Day's interference, and if I see anything untoward, I'm going to get involved. So that sets up the idea of, and I even wrote my notes. I bet he was going to cost them the tag titles Mm. because he's going to try and help, and it's going to backfire. Or B he actually does help them stop and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens win. Mm. So there was all of these various different red herring finishes that the show had told you these are possibilities. Mm. So it created this incredibly as an Attitude Era-esque main event Big schmoz type deal. You had a a killer match leading into it. Then all of a sudden, oh here comes Dominic Mysterio. Oh, here comes Jey Uso. Oh, here comes JD McDonough. Here comes Cody Rhodes. Yeah. But we know like everyone's just brawling around ringside. Everyone's hitting big moves. Blue Thunderbomb, mm. the Haluva kick. And you're like, oh man, I think they might win this year. Yeah. And then JD McDonough, Clock Sami Zayn with the title. Belt. Brilliantly framed, by the way. Brilliantly framed. They use the corner cam yeah. to capture it. Yeah, and he just sort of pops up and has a dink and then and off it, he goes. And off he goes. And Sami Zayn falls down, priests slow into the cover to eke out that drama. And I was more. like,
1: Oh, this is a this is a kick out. They've given him time to yep. be able to kick out. So I again to the point where I was shocked yeah when he counts the three. And then they won.
0: Yeah. And and the Judgment Day one, and they retained, and then a brawl. continued. I probably didn't need the brawl afterwards because. Mm. But it was again, it was trying to add to that chaotic nature. And I've seen a lot of people praise it. Be like, oh, this is more great build towards War Games. And I do want to remind everyone, yeah. we are two, two months. months away from War Games. So, so this I'm, is yes, we are building to War Games, but it is also two months away that is eight episodes yeah. of monday night raw before so, we get there
1: this was my thing which is where like you've had your we're both northerners you've had i'm here with my chips and my piss i'm about to piss all over them okay please do because yeah like the match itself was really really great it was a dirty finish so kevin owens and sammy Zayn get another shot of those titles somewhere down the line you have to assume all of it. The four of them, you know, they had the brawl in the beginning, which I really liked as well. Like the opening of the, of the show when um, there was a moment where uh, Priest is like, they're like trying to negotiate. How, do we attack now? Because with the numbers game where we go, we'll, we'll back off. And then in the end... JD comes out with the chair. So him and Finn go in all guns blazing. And Dom just running because Dom, Dom is just, like, Dom just follows uh, I'm going to follow. And then Priest is like, oh, for crap. So then it ends up with Priest being on his own. That was a really effective segment. So I well done. But the whole thing, I couldn't help the entire time. I'm looking at it going, war games, war games, war games. And then here at the end, yes, it's war games. But I wrote down in all caps, it's two months till war games. And the problem with that is I have been looking for a lot of structure in my life. And I like a routine. I think as humans, we need that. This is too much structure and routine mm. to get the same match every single week, to get the same angle every single week. The, the, um, the, the, I don't think anything should take away from the skill on show and the, the, the very effective plotting throughout the show of, like you say, all the various red herring endings, all the various finishes, really great performance. And when we do the, the full show rundown, we'll, there are several moments where we're like, this was really good, this was really good, this was really good. Let's not take away from that. But it is a question of, okay, so we're not finished and we're going to do this again. Can I pump our brakes mm. ever so slightly and posit an idea?
0: Ooh, you like to posit. We don't know it's War Games. That's true. That's we, very we, true. We're all, we, we have all laid out our jump to conclusions, Matt, mm. and we have looked and we thought, War Games. Survivor and, Series. And Survivor Series, because that's what we had last year. This could just be a match on Fastlane. Yes, that's it's, true. It just could be an eight-man tag on Fastlane. Mm. And it's not a War games match at all. We're not building this for the next
1: two months. We're just going to do an eight-man tag at Fastlane. Are you suggesting that we should let it play out? I think I am. Goodness gracious. My, how the shoe is on the other table, which is turned. But it's
0: just, I'm um, just... A- Putting forward the idea, we're all, I mean, only because we were there being like, it's too much to Yeah, I know you, you are I right. It, I did it on the edited news as well, but I just had a thought then. I was like, oh, we don't know it's war games. We're all assuming because it's four on four. Yeah, but it and might Survivor not, Series. And a is Survivor Series way. is, but it's like, it might not be. Yeah. It could just be a lane match. It could be a raw main event in three weeks time. Mm. We don't, we don't know. Uh, but what I do know is that I, this was the, I, I was genuinely went into this episode a little bit down. Yeah. And it's not down because I'm like, oh, this show's going to be awful, because this show's never bad. Triple H shows have not been bad. We've not had a bad Triple H episode of Raw and or SmackDown. SmackDown's a bit iffy, but we haven't had a bad episode of Raw. But we have just had a lot of fine. Right. And, uh, you know, if you just keep getting fine, Mm. after a while it becomes a bit of a drag. Mm. It becomes a bit of a slog to watch. You're like, okay, here's another fine segment. Here's another fine match. Here's another, oh, actually, that was an incredible match. Here's another fine match. Mm. There's just like, you know, even on that Gunther Gable episode, which was, you know, four and a half star match i voted in the, the, the Wrestling Observer. The rest of the show is just like, yeah, it's fine. Mm. Like, it's absolutely fine. So when this episode was going on, the longer it went, and like, there was just, like, there was the Kofi and Drew mm-hmm. match, which was awesome. The Dragon Lee match mm-hmm. was absolutely awesome. Uh, I really liked the, uh, the, the Miz TV segment. I thought that was absolutely superb. Um, by all four men involved and there's some other stuff on the show that wasn't like great yeah you know oh actually the bronzer reed notice match was was, was great, great was great um i wish they'd stopped trying with superb imperium uh and you know four and a half minutes of women's wrestling yes on a, on a three-hour show
1: yeah and that covers two matches
0: and that does cover two matches is is no good, and I think that Tegan Knox segment was at an abject failure. Well, we'll get, to oh, that okay. we'll get to that in a little bit, but overall, I really do think, and it's not just you know the science of cage match.net is telling <laughs> me that this was the best Raw of the year. I think this is not just the best, I think this is probably the best episode of Raw, and that is because the show has been fine since wrestlemania
1: yeah it, when when you when you have had a series of fine and then you get something that's really well put together there was a lot of this show that felt like a, a response that felt like an answer almost in a way to some critique and some some frustrations that i you know i'm probably reading too far into certain things but there, there, there were almost some things that happened that almost felt like direct responses to um plans that we know have been changed And that to me, just when I was watching it, I was very aware of all those things. And I was also very aware of my own sort of prejudices because we review this every week. We don't, there are people who sort of say, I'll just enjoy the wrestling. We we don't, we kind of don't get to because we are thinking about not just this, but every show that we watch and, and the business as a whole, we do granular analysis. It's our thing. We cannot passively watch it. No, we are actively watching it. And, and also, you know, we have a certain set of standard that we want to see met because we have a passion for this thing, which is not to say that those who don't want to watch it on that level don't have a passion for that thing. They're just different levels. Um, So when we do watch it on that level every single week, something like this comes along that even within our sort of prejudices, our frustrations Mm. sings. And that's a really nice thing to, to appreciate and take in as it's happening. So there was just, yeah, there was a lot on this episode of Raw that I really, really liked
0: I wasn't sure if it was just, you know, the hot crowd mm. really added to this, which is, you know, certainly potentially possible. Like, cause this was a, uh, when I was I was checking the, the you know, the people's thoughts about this on on the old Twitter machine, everyone was like, "Oh wow, they played in front of an AEW crowd! Like, how did this happen?" And it really did, honestly, you know, and that, that feels like a slight dig on WWE uh, crowds, but this this was a crowd that was popping for Tegan Knox. You know, this was a crowd. So I have the, notes about that yeah. that knew who Tegan Knox were. Mm. This was actually a, an audience of wrestling fans not and I, i'm trying not to like differentiate between wrestling fans and WWE fans that yesterday. i'm sorry it's, yeah. well, no, no no but quite, quite rightly so but like tegan Knox isn't on tv yeah so a casual fan isn't going to know who tegan Knox is but yeah this was a crowd that 100 knew who tegan Knox was so i I don't know if it was just the hot crowd really helped out because this crowd were hot for everything on this show bar nia Jax. or it's a response to ah we've got a lot of negative press around us at the moment because of the merger and the Cuts firings and the that rest, happened yeah. uh, uh, last week. So let's just put on a really good show and make them forget about that. <laughs> I mean, I, as I said, I don't yeah, know. It could, just be, it could just be they had a good week. But yeah, this is it. It could just be they had a good week.
1: I, and I do think it's, it's, it's the reason that we're, we're focusing on it so much is that that 9.27 uh, rating is quite high compared... Because the uh, the mods have, have popped in our, in our little doc here that the uh, average rating for every rule so far this year before last night was 6.9. And that's one metric. Like, it, it, the, the real metric... But it's that, not scientific. No, the real metric that counts with any subjective medium and, you know, wrestling as an art form is how you feel when you watch it. And honestly, there is no wrong answer, I, I feel um, passionately about that when it comes to art. Um, but also... I just think, I don't know. I just, I think they had a good week. And I think it's, there's a, there's a direct line between whose fingerprints were all over this show and the more effective weeks, which is not to say this was a Triple H show. Like, it is to say this is a Triple H show. Not to say that Triple H hasn't had good, had bad weeks is what I'm trying to say. Mm. But um, this one felt like a response in, in a lot of ways, perhaps to that, perhaps to frustrations that have been felt, the mere presence of J.D. McDonough on the show after a few weeks of none, and to me. they mentioned the, the SmackDown draft. They like, mentioned the draft, they mentioned Tegan Knox. There was a lot thread of threads up. that were picked up that were some on television, some off television. A lot of it felt like a response, almost as if to say, no, I'm going to show new big boss, Ari Emanuel, the reason that I have this I was given
0: this job. And actually, I mean, there's, you know, well, maybe we'll get into this in a little bit, but they were hammering home early doors. Mm. This was a sold out yep. building. And it looked and, it, and they said it and they showed it as yep. well. Like it's as we, as we spoke about yesterday, but yesterday with AEW's, you know, struggling ticket sales. Yeah. This highlighting idea of not only is business doing well, and business is doing well for wwe it's doing so much better yeah. than the competition is
1: and ultimately the only Extending way to keep that happening is to continue to book good stuff like this yeah absolutely you know? it is, yeah. so
0: Well, let's get into your alpha chat uh, about this topic. Uh, maybe we'll talk about the Jade Cargill thing a bit later yeah, on, although we kind of We should, you
1: know, we should do that at the end. We, I'll, we should, I'll read we, the article in a bit.
0: Yeah, we should, we, you know, we'll, we'll cover the, the, the deal itself and, and what it could mean for, for WWE. But your local metalhead said, I've loved Dragon Lee since I saw him in Ring of Honor in 2019. I'm so glad he's getting his flowers um, in NXT last night. He has a style that is so unique to WWE, and I genuinely believe he's a future world champion don't know about the future world champion bit but he certainly is this episode of raw although he lost clean to dominic mysterio who is a joke was telling you the audience we're going to be selling a lot of merchandise with this kid so get ready folks because he is our next great he's our next uh he's our
1: next lucha star mm. the one that we've been searching for since ray mysterio basically write it down we have our first argument for the course of the show we'll come to later on when we do the dominic match because right. i think this was the moment he stopped being a joke for me. Oh, well,
0: that's interesting. Yeah, well, well, we'll come on to that because I I hadn't... I was I was only just saying that. No, I I it was an offhanded I comment. Know, I, actually, I actually thought Dominic should have won. So,
1: yeah, we'll, 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 we'll come
0: we on to that. Kid Cuddy here says, Luke, I'm so happy you like this raw to be honest. I was wondering how you were going to find a way to make it, <laughs> it to a three out of five show while I was watching it. This is the type of positivity I like. Way better than crapping all over it just to sound cool. Much love. I'll be like... I, Luke has never tried to sound cool in his yeah, life. Say, so, <laughs> I, if, I, if anything, I'm the furthest from cool. And, I, and I, any desperate attempts I would have to try and sound cool would be met with no. much laughter. Kid Cuddy, honestly, like I know you you, you all chatting a lot and I, I really do appreciate it. I don't scrap on things to sound cool. Yeah. I just say if I like something or if I don't. That's all I'm doing, bud. No,
1: that's the thing. And it's, that's, 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 all that's all any I'm of doing. us do when we sit in yeah. the chairs and if review these shows.
0: If you watch an AEW show, I'll like things and I won't like things. Mm. Watch a raw a review, I'll like things and I won't like things. Yeah. I really, really, and I'm trying so hard not to swear here because this winds me up so much, I really reject this idea that Luke hates everything in WWE and Luke loves everything in AEW because. You clearly haven't watched a podcast. Well, this if, is if, it. If you, if you if you genuinely believe that you have not watched or listened to a podcast,
1: how many times have you and I sat here? And, and I, I the answer is loads. And just raved about stuff that we've loved on. And the thing is, Raw is a three hour long show, right? So there's there's stuff in there that you there's stuff in this episode of Raw nine point two seven that I thought was bobbins, <laughs> right? But it was still and 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 the stuff in, in shows that I've loved that you've not liked shows that you've loved that I've gone yeah I don't really know how I feel about that. It's just a subjective response to a subjective medium. There's no wrong answer. No one's right. No one's wrong. The only sounding cool is the attempt to to try and appear superior by having a taste, and you just, you just don't get it because you're not that. And w- which hopefully and I, and I I feel as a, as a person who watched this show and now sits in the chair, that's not what we do here. We're not about trying to. Piss dis- on anyone's chips. No.
0: If you disagree with an opinion I have, Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Crack on. Like, I, I'm not going to be angry that you have a different opinion than, than I have, mm. nor in the same way that I think you should be angry that I have a different opinion on a segment that you that, that you like. Except when you'd say The Miz is
1: anything less than five <laughs> well, stars. Just, well, he is broadly fine. Oh. But he was very good on this show. We'll get that. I, think, I think The Miz going to broadly fine is like i've, I've done some bro- good work he's always been broadly fine my next step is is generally fine <laughs> and then by i'm gonna put a goal out there let's see if we can get there guys by christmas 2024 luke's gonna say that the miz is good <laughs> <laughs> hey well that
0: is good. go i've also said he is good yeah you have two and a half stars good <sighs> 2.3 quarters good luke giveth luke taketh away well campbell here says hi guys the main event of the brawl afterwards was absolute madness and i loved every second of it also i know the gimmick is that dom is massively protected by his faction but his matches but he has matches that are great also dan nice to chat with you yesterday it
1: was lovely to chat with you as well will i I really enjoyed our conversation um yeah the um i I, i'll save it for when we talk about dom because i'm getting a bit evangelical about it but i think he's proper good Streamlabs
0: have had an issue and we have lost our username here, so I do apologize for that. I fully just thought that was the username. <laughs> I mean, it might be. <laughs> yeah. Streamlabs issue with name that's donated $5 uh, to say, since WWE hasn't announced War Games for Survivor Series, how would you feel if we watched Raw on Monday and they announced the match for Fastlane? Well, that's yeah. kind of the point I was, I was bringing yeah. up We don't know that it's a, a War Games build. Yeah. It could just be an eight-man tag at Fastlane, which it wouldn't be against really mm. so long as they move on to something else the night after Fastlane. Yeah, if mean, we get out of Fastlane and it's Cody Rhodes and Sami Zayn versus Dominic and Damien i would be like, well what what was the point of the show then?
1: Yeah, I mean there's also uh there's there's a world where we still do Uh, war games and it's a different combination of people we don't know the answer to these questions there might be a women's war games it could be you know who knows um so yeah i think i think it was probably around the same time you and Streamlabs issue with name both had a a joint moment of clarity where i was like well hang on it is just fast if it is just fast lane i'd almost rather that
0: because well, yeah,
1: yeah. Night of Champions so there's two pay-per-view builds it's not just a long period of time to build to war games it's it's two pay-per-view crown jewel in there yeah that one yeah what did I say and Night of Champions which was the last Saudi show yeah you go yeah. yeah we've
0: got Crown Jewel on the 4th yeah. uh, of November so we have got another show there uh, and Captain Vexes here says love the content but I wanted to point out that you've basically sold out Allstate Arena with a one ring configuration so for them to add a ring for war games ah. they would have to
1: refund a lot of tickets that is a really interesting bit of perspective that is very interesting perhaps that's why they announced it ahead of time so that they could set up the
0: yeah yeah because that's the only thing as well I, I saw something like you know what if you, if you do a war games episode on raw it's like we well, do have to alter the seating mm.
1: arrangements I wonder if you I, I'm sure there's a way to do it um, surprise but yeah unless they do the three tower uh, doomsday cage match from WCW let's hope
0: Um, this show opened with uh, Cody Rhodes. Um, do you want me to do my apology again now? Uh, uh,
1: uh, yes, because Chelsea Green, not on the Sorry, show. please. Chelsea Green, Thank you. not on the show, live tweeting the whole thing. Um, thoroughly entertaining, read. if you want to go back and get a, a, a new bit of piercing analysis from uh, one of the i would argue the top stars um i don't know why she wasn't on the show i think she's had a day off but she was uh, she was live tweeting the yeah. uh, the whole thing uh, it was very entertaining um pointed out cody's uh, threads which just, just just looks handsome in a, in a suit we love to see it um is one half of the women's tag team champions so that'll give us a uh, segue into your <laughs> groveling apology so I, I talked about this on
0: yesterday's collision podcast but uh, if you did not see it um that uh, on three counts i uh, made a joke about the um the alba fire and isle of Dawn placing a curse on the women's tag titles because two three weeks ago you had made this uh, um, groundbreaking genius. Gra- groundbreaking genius, Fantasy uh, I, booking I, I would say, a bit of fancy booking to say that they have placed an actual coach because they're actual witches. They're witches. And we all had a good giggle about it. The live chat and I had a good I meant giggle it. about it. And we all thought it was a very, very good and funny idea. Mm. And then since then, we've just been talking about that as if it's an idea. Or yeah. making it like, well, those belts are cursed. The, the yeah. witches put a curse on them. Yeah. Yuck, 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 yuck. And in doing so, sort of just convinced myself that was all part of wrestle talk lore now forgetting that the podcasts and main channels often are different audiences mm. and i realized this when i woke up on saturday morning and everyone was tweeting me or sending me instagram dms being like you got another prediction right on three and i was like oh no they think that's my idea and it was not my idea it was dan's idea that we have all just sort of like all joined in on because it was such a good idea but the genesis the, 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 start, the beginning of McGillicutty from this
1: moment from this moment, uh, came from your massive brain <laughs> I want to be clear I have a tiny brain but it <laughs> specifically wo- excuse you, it specifically works for this, this is what my brain is meant for, <laughs> I, also it's not the first of my fantasy booking pitches that has ended up on television so um, I know you're watching you're a member of the creative team drop us a DM, I'll do it I'll move there
0: Someone, I'll fix the whole
1: company. I was gonna say, you don't want to be part of creative I was, I was <laughs> the worst job in the world. I, I this I am I'm I run towards all the red flags <laughs> in, in all of my life. I, I could I've, se- I've seen your love life. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I found a nice one. She's good. <laughs> she well, she's the keeper. She's the keeper. Um yeah, no, uh, It's spotty at best up until. So it's our point. anniversary today. Is it really? Oh yeah. um,
0: congratulations.
1: Thank to you very you. much. Um but yeah, uh uh and and Isla Dawn. Uh, being a pair of witches who put a curse on the tag team belts is a genuinely spectacular it's very funny. piece of and i'm thrilled that they picked it up and used it and i can't wait to see what you do with it don't f it up uh because i'll come for you i like this person here they just said luke just told the joke louder yeah literally <laughs> but also this has happened to me before i once had a, a series on you remember vine oh yeah I'm a, i remember vine i did a bunch of vines uh of like an, uh, a song, but sung by a northern person. So, like for instance, I'm on tonight. You know me, hips don't lie, and all that stuff. We used
0: to. Uh, my and my cousin's uh, showpiece was to do I size baby Great. as someone from Wigan.
1: <laughs> it's just a funny bit. And then my friend slash housemate took it and turned it into a bit on Radio One and <sighs> didn't credit me. What? So I have previous with and I and I if there's a, you know many things about me. You're one of my closest friends. You should know I hold a grudge. Mm. It will come back to haunt you. A lot much of like the witches. Desk. Oh, my big, my big book of grudges. <laughs> Yay hi. It's
0: also it's gonna be the name of your autobiography. <laughs> it's just a list of people. <laughs> anyway, this show opened with Cody Rhodes. Uh, as I mentioned, they're talking about, you know, this place is sold out and they were showing it. It was very like, you know, it's it's a good business thing to be like, we're selling our buildings, which they aren't doing a lot of. Mm. But also, like, you know, hey, take that AEW. But it also felt a little bit like they used to do this during the Monday Night War. Um, you know, It's a sold out show. Yeah. Pay-per-view buy rates. They used to talk about like during the Monday Night War on Raw and on pay-per-view used to talk about the ratings mm-hmm. and used to talk about buy rates and talk about ticket sales. There was a time in WWE when they used to talk about the gate yeah. that they were doing. Like, this is how much money we've made at the gate today, folks because they were in a war mm-hmm. and they wanted to sound
1: bigger and better than the competition and it does that reverse psychology thing of making you feel like you want to be a part of it well all those people bought a ticket it's got to be a hot ticket got i'll to make sure i ticket. get I've one i've got to be part of that yeah and you watch this show with this crowd you're like oh, i'm gonna be a part of that like, yeah i want to be a part of them
0: and you know he brings up the uh, the smackdown draft that is asterisk soon <laughs> it's it's it is happening it's back <laughs> it's, it's back it's happening adam pierce says don't know who it is yeah so it's a, it's a big old question mark i think we're just waiting until cody's finished up this stuff with yeah you know, uh judgment day and then he'll be revealed as the guy because mm. he also then said we're out of the bottom
1: third now and that now that smackdown's coming to the usa network um they don't have to lose their big star from the usa network they can still keep if he moves from Raw to SmackDown, when that change happens, mm. he'll be on the network. Very so they'll true. be quite happy.
0: Um, and of course, how come the judgment day to, to lots of yeah. booze on that? Uh, and then Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens came out and then JD McDonough came out and then Jey Uso came out and they had a big old brawl. But I did like that. This was, you know, JD McDonough, as you mentioned earlier, kind of convinced Finn and mm. Dom to go down and do this brawl while Damian didn't want to. And then Damian was like, Ugh, well now I've got to go and help out because the numbers game. And everyone else gets cleared. So Damien Priest was in the ring on his own with the four good guys around yeah. him. And he literally was like, Ugh, Mondays, am I right? Right? Yeah. And then he get, he got beaten down, got a stunner, and he got sent to the back. Good guy, stand Tall. Very fun opening segment.
1: Yeah, and the note I had here, and this this is, well, we've spoken about it already, but it was decently plotted, um, but we've seen it so often it's hard to care is what I wrote down, which was the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. So to, to bring me round by the end of it is shows how well this show went. Uh, Otis took on Big Bronson Reed, and
0: you know, I, I feel like WWE uh, they, they do a lot of leaning, leaning into the memes. Yeah, they can kill it. You know, like uh, Cody being like, "It's the we're not in the bottom of the third anymore, folks." Did you say that? Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, because he was obviously representing the Paul Heyman. Yeah, I, I, I think, missed him saying. Yeah, it. that was part of his promo. Was uh, like We're out of the bottom third now. I was too busy checking him out. um And in this, you know, Wade Barrett was like, "What we got here is some big meaty men slapping meat." Yeah. Big E must
1: be happy at home. Yeah.
0: A lot of that. Yeah. And it was a, a big meaty men match. and They did hit each other very, very hard and read one with a tsunami. But I gave it a big old thumbs
1: up because yeah. I, had a, I had a grand old time with this. Not to be an animal, but I really enjoy what the spectacle of two giant men having oh, yeah. a go at each other. Yeah. I, I, it I, was I a guide don't... you stuff. Is that right, the kaiju. right kaiju. Yeah, <laughs> Godzilla.
0: Well, they actually did say that Bronson Reed refers to himself as a kaiju. There you go. Yeah, uh, Michael Cole then had to explain what what that meant. But uh, I, a great time I had with this. Mm. Becky was chatting with Tegan Knox backstage and essentially said, "You were. It was supposed to be you last week. I even walked past you in Gorilla. So why did Natty have the match?" And Tegan was like. Oh, I'm very sorry. It was supposed to be.
1: <laughs> <Got> another one. <laughs> no,
0: was actually quite a good one. Thank you. It um, was like, but she, you know, she's a legend and I, I respect her as a legend. So I, I let her have it. And Becky said, Oh, you here to me. And then uh, said, no, you shouldn't allow them to, to do that. And Tegan Knox then went to speak with Adam Pierce a little bit later on in the show. And... Natty walked in asking for another match against Becky Lynch, and Adam Pearce said, "Well, it's going to be Tegan Nox versus Natty tonight, and the winner will get an NXT Women's Championship match next week with the winner of either Becky or Tiffany from No Mercy this weekend."
1: Mm. I um sorry, this is where I started to write. It feels like the power of struggle exists on TV. Like it's like this was this Becky saying it was supposed to be you feels like a direct answer, a direct like you know. Because uh, it was supposed to be, as the reports are from Five 4 Select Yeah,
0: it was Tegan. Ten Knox. minutes before Ten the show went before on air. the show went on air, it was changed to being Natalia.
1: Yeah, so that and and then you know, granted Adam Pearce has no internal logic because why should Natalie get another shot? She lost, mm-hmm. but um, the the sort of make good here, where as I said a few times on the show, I feel like you need to you can't just have these people. Do, I either you answer the open challenge and have a really good five minute match, as we've seen in Collision and elsewhere, mm-hmm. um, or you show us them on tv in front of a crowd you give us a bit of their shtick so that we can then buy into them as they start to challenge and i thought this did manage to achieve that um we'll get into the match in a little bit but i you know you can only get better by being on tv you know that's the one you can do all the read and all the practice and all the in front of crowds you can but there's something about the red light going on and the on air sign that changes things and you can only get that experience when that light is on yeah
0: We then had Tommaso Ciampa versus Ludwig Kaiser, uh, which was also set up up earlier (laughs) in the day. Um, And so Ciampa basically wants to beat Kaiser because he is on his way to beating Gunther. And this is what you have henchmen for, is for singles guys to beat the... The henchmen is to beat the Bebop and Rocksteady Mm. before you get to Shredder. Yeah. And he beat Bebop last week, so he's going to beat Rocksteady this week, then face Shredder at some point, probably at Fastlane. And... What we saw here was Bebop and Rocksteady accidentally cost each other the match, um, because it was a weird, weird choice to, to make in this. Kaiser won this match, yeah. Like Champa, clean as a whistle, lost this match. Mm-hmm. Um, but Giovanni Vinci accidentally distracted the referee, and so Kaiser's visual pin was not counted. And then because Kaiser got distracted by Vinci on the outside. Ciampa, uh hit the flash knee and got the win I don't think I'd be booking my icy challenger to be Visually pinned by one of the henchmen to to build yeah. the title match. I get that you want to try and protect Kaiser and Vinci But I I'm completely I'm gonna ignore all of that because a it was a fun match and B I want to bring up the bigger points of stop trying to break up Imperium. Yeah why has Triple H got such a boner for breaking up groups
1: not even breaking up having having them not get along Just dissension, dissension. Oh, he loved, loves a bit of dissension loves dissension within a faction maybe he's projecting he's got dissension within his family and so he's like right i'm I gonna try and I
0: had to speculate then
1: oh no i didn't mean that i meant oh, he's angry mean, his dad in law in law yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah oh no there's, there's those rumors yeah. I, I i you said that yesterday and i went home and looked into it and it looks like complete i imagine it probably is um but anyway yes um i found this match to be fine I think someone, uh, one of our colleagues in another uh, channel has sort of made a point of like, the bar has been raised, so what was once good is now not good enough. You has to be great. Mm-hmm. Great is the new good. And this match was really good. It just wasn't great. So, especially when I think Champa-Kaiser, I'm going to have a great time. And it was like, fine. Yeah, it's okay. And then there was a weird visual pin and then you got the Imperial stuff, which I don't think anyone <laughs> wants to see except for maybe Triple H. So, the the sort of, Wrinkle that comes back around when we do the Imperium backstage segment later on. Ghana gave me a little bit of pause, but um, yeah, it was a, it was a weird one. This mm-hmm. was my this was my check my phone match. Yeah, yeah.
0: Tegan Knox took on Natalia with Becky Lynch out commentary. Not that she needed to bother. It was uh, two minutes and fifteen nice seconds. Knox uh, went with the world shiniest wizards. So. Look, it was lovely that Tegan Nox got on TV yeah. um, because she was supposed to be on TV last week and you're looking to build her up because she's going to challenge for the NXT Women's Championship next week. Mm -hmm. You can't get over in a two-minute match. And there's only so much you can do in a two-minute match that is going to make people care about you in a title match next week. Yeah, You have three hours of a broadcast. Look how much time you gave to Drew and Kofi later uh, in this show. A match that broadly doesn't mean a great deal it's mm. you know it's a lower card feud to kind of like continue this it's excellent true heel turn don't get me wrong but i'm just sort of looking at this being like well what did this actually achieve mm. it set a matchup yeah and that's all it did and i don't think that's the you know we we come under fire we come under fire well sorry we throw a lot of fire onto aew for their bad Women's storytelling, yeah, and it is bad, and it is really, really bad, and and really unforgivable. And one of the things that we've often said about AEW is that their argument is, well, the women don't get over it. It's like yes, because you only give them two minute matches. Like you mm. can't get over if you're not getting the TV time. And the same applies here. Tegan Knox, you know, we, the fans have been asking to see her. Online fans have been asking to see her on TV, but then you just throw in a two and a half minute match. That's not enough time to get over. With and show everyone else why we've been wanting to see Nixon Newell on TV. Mm.
1: Your saving grace for me is, is that there was uh, a few segments leading up to the match. If it was just the match, we'd have a problem. Uh, and I and I wrote down that this wasn't given much time, which was a shame. I appreciated that there were a couple of segments, still not good enough. When you look at, you, you talk about Drew and Kofi, it, it is it all about looking at your three hour broadcast, looking at your various segments and going, okay, where can I shave time and where, where can I balance the time? I'm not saying take... Th- three minutes off the Drew and Kofi match. I'm saying take a minute off that, take 30 seconds off that segment, have this one be a backstage interview, so that goes a lot quicker than being an an onstage segment. Um, Maybe Miz is already out, so we don't have to do an entrance, and we can find the time to put you, to give you a, a slightly longer match. That's just in the structure of the show. What we did get was, you know, so I, there was some really nice, they opened with a bit of chain wrestling, which is always going to be a tick from me. You need to show us what you've got. When you don't have that much time, you kind of can't do, unfortunately. There was a lovely spinning up a cut at one point from from Tegan. It's it's showing us a glimpse of why we want to see her. And I would hope that next week um, we can have a, a really solid showing from Tegan. And I assume Becky's going to win over Tiffany. And then Tiffany can start her next descent to the next um ranks of, of her career um not oh, jade now so yeah well, there so you like, go. i feel like
0: it's probably not tiff
1: so i um yeah it's it's a great example of it is how many times do people say that natty was boring and it didn't have very good matches and then she goes out and she has a long bit of time with Rhea, and delivers an absolute thumbs up nailed on banger of a match it, it's like i would say it's ria's best match since having the belt i completely agree and I, and i think it ultimately is Because they were given time, as you say, to your point. Um, The same with the with the with the women's match that's going to come a little bit later on. I'm going to say a lot of the same points. It is just about giving the the, giving them time, and that comes to the production, which has been a problem across all divisions. Mm -hmm. Like it's not even so. Sometimes things go too long. Sometimes things go too short. You know, the women's division definitely gets it in the neck. I was going to say. This and doesn't. you don't need to tell me that. Like, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, this doesn't happen in the men's.
1: Division.
0: No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, backstage, the Judgment Day were hanging out. That's where Damian Priest walked in to yell at uh, JD McDonough that you are not within the Judgment. Day. Mm-hmm. You're not part of this group because that story is still going. Uh, speaking of things that are just still going, Seth Rollins was out for a promo, um, and Nakamura answered via a video promo, challenging him to a Last Man Standing match at Fastlane.
1: So, I um, hate yeah. them last man standing is is one of my least favorite match types going uh i i it's along with i quit they just don't work for me for some people they they really do and and that's not to say there can't be really great examples of them they just take ages mm. i don't like them answering the 10 count because it feels forced and stilted i just got no interest in this feud and that and that's and the thing i'm
0: really done with it it's
1: it's the it's the t- type of match i don't really like the character we had a conversation upstairs where we were talking about like least favorite wrestlers of everybody unfortunately currently seth rollins is one of my least favorite wrestlers which is such a weird thing to say i just i get actively uninterested when he's on tv it's seth rollins he's so good in so many ways but the character presentation is just making me want to fast forward
0: yeah not kathy kelly interviewed ricochet who was on crutches who said uh he doesn't actually care if nakamura wins the belt next week um he has unfinished
1: business with him i beg you to finish this business <laughs> Your, sometimes stories can finish yeah this you know was your uh aussie open yeah issue the other thing is i mean this this one is slightly different uh but it, it, it does come ultimately back to the same thing which is that like every person should want to be the champion or win a belt and have a prize like if you're just happy to be there like in real life you can just be happy to be there and you can just be happy to get to do your passion mm-hmm. and like i feel like Dolph ziggler didn't you just kind of Went out and did a show and, and and made his money, you know, kind of thing. Um, but everybody in the context of the show in canon should want to be the champion, right? So, so Ricochet should be saying, you know, if he wins, I'm taking that belt right off him, kind of thing. It's so easy to, to say. I think the slight difference between this one and, and um, Aussie Open is that they are in a very current blood feud, whereas Aussie Open are saying like, uh, you, uh, you beat us last year and we're better now. So, like, whether or not you have the titles, mm-hmm. we're going to show you that we're better than we were a year ago. Which, fe- which felt a lot more to do with the date than it did to do with a feud. Mm-hmm. At least this one is about a feud, but you still should care about the belt. Feud's a strong word. Um, yes. No. No. <laughs> I, I want it. I want it
0: over. Finish the story. Dominic Mysterio took on Dragon Lee next for the NXT North American Championship. Hour two begins. Show picks up big time. <laughs> this is where the show picked up, right? Yeah, like time. this. Like here from here on in. Outside of the Nia Jax thing, there's not a bad turn w- within this. Mm because this match here was superb oh yeah dom dom gets a lot of flack flack online um (laughs) because the the north american championship has very much been like this workhorse championship where you go out and you do have those four and a half star matches or those four star matches four and a quarter matches every single week on tv and then you really bust it out when you you're on the pay-per-views and stuff since Dom has won the belt it's sort of been a bit like when Karrion Cross won the NXT championship and I was like oh the work rate's really come down and now to the point where Adam Cole literally cut a promo on Karrion Cross, being like you're not as good of a wrestler as the rest of us and I feel like that's where a lot of people come down on Dominic because he's just a he's a good character mm-hmm. and I feel that he's got a little bit of um and I, I appreciate that this is not a completely fair comparison because one is far and away different from the other. But MJF about it. There was a period of time where people were like, oh, MJF's just a good promo. Like, that's all he is. Just like people mm. love him because he's a good promo. And then you would have matches like, oh, actually, well, what? I didn't know he was this good of a wrestler as well. I feel like now he's at a period of time when no one is surprised by a really good mjf match because he just he is one of the best wrestlers on the planet he's just incredible at it plus he's an incredible promo because dom is this heat magnet for people who really enjoy booing him when he's trying to do promos they don't and then he just has broadly fine matches on nxt people are like "Ah, he's just not really that good he's just Hmm. people just don't like they like to boo him but then he has a match here and you're like oh no he is he is good when he needs to turn it on In matches like this, which are designed to get Dragon Lee over, he turns it on Mm. and got Dragon Lee over so much more than any of his other NXT matches have done with Dragon Lee. Then they've been doing pretty good stuff with with, with Dragon Lee since he's come into NXT. But this here, like Dominic Mysterio, I reckon, has done the best at getting Dragon Lee over than anyone else in, in WWE. This was spectacular and this hot crowd as
1: well massively added on to this. I think it's such a, say- a shame that you're saying all these things to sound cool, Luke. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, mean, I wrote down the crowd reaction for someone who is literally, make- literally making their Raw debut is all credit to Dominic Mysterio. Like, it's it's the... It, and I mean the work that Dominic's put in to get those boos. These people... It's the work of Dragon Lee, obviously, is... It was impressive. It was a great match. But when you hate Dominic Mysterio the way the crowd hates Dominic Mysterio, that's why they want to cheer. For every near fall, that's why they want to see him have that belt taken away. You know, it's it's all of that. It's the pair of them coming together to create a little bit of magic in this moment. There was a big fight feel from the second the bell rang. Dominic has. You were talking about like the comparison with MJF. You know, good on the mic, less good in the ring. Being a good wrestler is about being both. It's all well and good being great in the ring, but if you can't also back it up on the microphone, you know that kind of, that there's a ceiling for you. Well, look at the Miz. Let, very, <laughs> very, very good on the mic, bang average in the ring. There's a balance either way. So, so if you, if you stretch that out to like action movies, Bruce Willis is one of the best of all time. Cause he could carry off the action star stuff and was a damn fine actor as well. It's both, it's both at the same time. It's why people tune into wrestling. Cause they want to see why people turned on John Cena so much was, he was great as a character. It was great as a mic Worker as a promo guy, but he didn't back it up in the ring, and it frustrated us.
0: I I push back on that because his promos were never that good, and his character was one-dimensional. <laughs> at the very beginning, it was y- yeah. The the rap stuff was look was... at the, look at the reaction when he won the world title. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, because, because that, that's coming right off the, the back of the rap stuff. But then they made him into a one-dimensional character, and then
1: the promo work falls. Off. I, I agree with you there. But to, the, to 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 bring it back to what's going on here, it's that Dominic has quietly been getting real, real good. Like he's been working on his craft when you are surrounded by it's sink or swim, right? It's, it's, you're surrounded by good, talented people. And if you use that as an opportunity to learn and get better, then that's to your credit. If you don't, you, you know, you're out on your, on your backside, right. a championship belt in WWE is, is you know the workhorse thing but it's also a prop it's a prop designed to get a character over there's a lot of belts but there's a lot of belts right so it's it's there to to say this person it's a reward there's a reward element to it you've done some good work here's a run with a championship but ultimately it is a tool designed to service these characters um and it, it by putting it on dominic mysterio you allowed people to really sort of buy into hating him and in this match where dragon lee could probably carry most people to a decent match But to get it to this level of good, Dominic has to be raising his game as well. Yeah, because I I would like, you know, we're giving a lot of praise to Dominic, uh, you know, uh, which is well due and, you know, the,
0: the kid deserves his flowers here, but... I think it'd also be quite hard to go out and have a bad match with Dragon Lee because, like, you know, this guy was tearing it up with Kenny Omega in, in, in AAA. Famously like, bad
1: wrestler Kenny Omega. Famously
0: bad match. You, know, you know, like, he, he's he been having five-star matches, like, for the last few
1: years. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, people go, like, whoa, hold this the kid can wrestle? No, that's what I'm saying. The guy can have a good match with, with anybody, it, 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 but to have a match this good, the other person also needs to be carrying their weight. I think that's the difference. So, the, I mean, the, the hurricane runner of the top rope to the floor, which looked like a Fosbury flop. Yeah. Just, I loved it. I thought Dom was really, really bumping for it. The crowd kept going to the kids in the crowd and how many of them have watched NXT. This is their first experience seeing Dragon Lee. That's why I'm so heavy putting over Dom in this moment because he stepped up. And then at the end of the match, when he has won and he's holding the belt and staring down lens, I'm like, that's the moment you have moved from being lol, dominant Mysterio to being like, all right, fair play. Good for you. When
0: Cody squashed him again. And, and, you know. I, I, Again, like, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to bring up what I said last week. I think that is a bad way to build a title match. Mm-hmm. I kind of gave it some you know some slack because I was like, well, Dom's a joke anyway, So then you just sort of present him as an actual credible guy here, and I was like, well, that's kind of counter what you were doing mm-hmm. last week. like you need to pick a lane with with Dominic Spira. is he good or is he bad? This is the Carmella problem when she was the champion right is she is she a good wrestler mm-hmm. or is she a fluky champion because you can't have it both ways, and they tried to have their cake and eat it, so I'm not sure what else you're supposed to do with the cake um but I thought that this match was spectacular in the sense of uh, Don was really good. In it. Don was great in this match. And Dragon Lee got out there and just did his stuff because mm-hmm. that's what this match was designed to do. Produced by Nick Aldis, and, by the um, way, and Sean Yeah. So he, this match was designed to do one thing. Get Dragon Lee over in defeat. Mm-hmm. We talked about this with Ricky Starks yesterday. Mm-hmm. The idea of getting over in defeat. And Dragon Lee got over in defeat here. No one left this match being like, what a loser that Dragon Lee kid is. He got over in defeat. And you can literally see, like, right, in five years' time, you can go to a WWE show and there'll be loads of Dragon Lee masks yeah. available to buy, in the same way that there were loads of Rey Mysterio masks mm-hmm. shortly after his debut and he became like this hot star. Mm-hmm. And since Rey has come in, this company has been looking for their next Lucha star. And they have tried and they have tried and they have tried and they've never found that person. I mm-hmm. think Dragon Lee's the answer. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is the guy they finally got. Mm. And they've kept the mask on him. Yeah. Which is something that they kept smegging undoing with some of the other guys. You know, it's like Andrade comes in take the mask off. Him. Yeah. It's like, why? Uh, Santa Escobar. Yeah. It's like, there's uh, there's merchandise you can be doing there. And they're like, ah, don't forget about that. But keeping the mask on him, that is something that kids can get into because they look like superheroes. Yeah, that's
1: why, that's why they like it in Mexico. That,
0: exactly. So, like, this is... I thought this was all great. Mm. Everything about this is tick, 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 tick. This accomplished every single thing you needed to do. I just wouldn't have done the Cody squash match last week because I think that is that, well, that is that is counter to what you're trying to
1: achieve. Here. So to, to, to that point, I watched I, I watched an interview with Karma, uh, Awesome Kong, because um, I, was, I was served a Karma video and I was like, oh gosh, I was thinking about Impact 1000 and mm. Awesome Kong was there and I was remembering her brief run at AW and like, God, that was a frustrating period of time. You know, she didn't really get um, opportunity and i was like wanting her experience so i was watching a, a thing uh, and she was talking about um how she and mystico were the first triple h pet projects that brought in um and it was frustrating she didn't want to let him down because you know he's kind of sticking his neck out for her and mystico was the other one and when mystico was sort that of
0: really went tits
1: up yeah so again there's a there's a little part of me that looks at this as another pushback when i talk about the, the series of this the 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 thread in the show of Triple H pushing back at all the things where he's sort of been hemmed in and no, you can't do that. I'm, I'm on Zoom ripping that up and all yeah. of that stuff. Dragon Lee's presence on the show in this way felt like a pushback in a in a weird way. Um, so yeah, just really interesting. So so that's where I'm like the consistency of the booking. Yeah, a, yeah.
0: But this was this was all good stuff.
1: Uh, we got a recap of nia
0: jax's return a couple of weeks ago and her killing the tag division last week and then not kathy kelly interviewed owens and zane to hype up the main event mm-hmm. they did a good job in doing so but i wasn't like it was at that point i was just you know i a, a, a mouthful of of, of curry being like well, this is still delicious i yeah. guess but you know i might have a pizza I, I, i've been here before yeah oh, I, oh, i'd love to have, i mean i think is dan in my metaphor i can't So Ah. I'd be there like, oof, I'd love to have a pizza. Yeah, but you can't. Can't. And then we got this Nia Jax promo with Michael Cole. I am the baddest person in all of WWE. And I showed that two weeks ago with Rhea Ripley. She tried to step up and I squashed her. Raquel Rodriguez also tried to step up squashed her some other people tried squashed them because i am the baddest person in all of w and then zoe stark came out this crowd turned on this promo something fierce because it was not a good promo not delivered well and trying to like you know they, they they said it three times. It's their
1: new thing. She's the baddest person in all of WWE. When we think about the genesis of McGillicuddy and all the people who fell on their little bottoms uh, in the old NXT when they were given promo time, or when people have, or, or, or I'm going to get something over with my good Lucha thing. Like I'm so excited to share my good Lucha thing. So often people do, you know, fall apart. So you can kind of understand why they write the script and hand it to you, but. Acting is actually hard. <laughs> Just gonna put it out there, um, and and uh, it all feels quite rote, and it all feels quite regular, and it all feels like there's there's a stock delivery and and Tegan knocks at it earlier on in the show in in many ways i've seen ricochet have it as well just ricochet's bad for yeah they they, they come out the highlight and i'm gonna deliver night. my lines and there's a pause here for me to emphasize and it just doesn't feel natural it doesn't feel like there's a you know you look at kevin owens screaming his face over look at becky lynch when she gets in there and she's really going for it like it's it's an art to do a promo and it's one that nia Jax. nia Jax is quite good at nattering on to herself <laughs> so maybe just let her like Stop, it's, trying to, stop trying to make fetch happen yeah, th- this, yeah this promo did not work No, and then
0: Zoe Stark came out uh, and I quite enjoyed the little brawl that they yeah. had I thought you know Zoe had some really good
1: intensity and then it was squashed out of her um, in another two minute match with Nia Jax quite literally uh, I, did, I did gasp when Zoe lifted Nia there was a moment in the match where, where Zoe sort of gets Nia up and I did because I'm basic go <laughs> like how exciting <laughs> um, but yeah the match it, as such as it was happened do you want to know what my problem is i suddenly i realized i was <laughs> so confused what i've been doing with the past hour <laughs>
0: <laughs> i realized this watching this match i was like why isn't this Nia thing getting over and you know there's lots of reasons that one could label against why this Nia thing is not getting over history being a, a key one
1: mm.
0: her finishing move just looks rubbish what is it her little sit her yoko yoko's oh, in a splash yeah, thing yeah, out the corner yeah it looks rubbish you go back and you watch yoko do that move he just sits on you like he'll just squash the hell out of you and your skeleton just shoots out of your mouth naya Jax basically just jumps down onto her feet and then gently sits down it just looks so unimpressive and it's supposed, trying to keep them safe it's supposed to be like a visually cool thing but it just looks like no one looks like they get her off of it in a kayfabe sense. You know, Beryl's just been giving her the
1: Samoan drop. Not like this, her Samoan drop does look pretty good. Her, her... The way she walks around the ring, the way you carry yourself as a bigger wrestler, as a big person, is so crucial to getting that over. She, she just sort of like saunter around like me when i go to sainsbury's local in the morning because i've run out of orange juice do you know what i mean mm. that's kind of how she walks around the ring she she actually does something similar like if you're walking if you've gone to a sainsbury's you've never
0: been before yeah and like it's not the the biscuits the bourbon biscuits aren't quite in the same yeah. place so you just walk, walk down the aisles and then you stop and sort of look to your left and look to your right they're not
1: there so you carry on walking she's not in a hurry is she no yeah so it's it's something of a of a a lack of intensity i think there are moments where it shines and i'm like there's a reason why i think you've actually got something um you're right i don't think that finished it, is it? <laughs> <laughs> byron interviewed jay Uso, who said he doesn't want to join any group can um, i give you my little nitpick now uh
0: but i'll just finish the segment um but he is going to be part of the uh, team good guy i guess and that's when he said oh, i'm going to be keeping an eye on judgment day tonight dan the floor is yours
1: This is a nitpick. I get called the king of the nitpicks by uh, certain people who don't watch the whole show. Um, This is a nitpick. A negative criticism is not a nitpick. This is a nitpick. I hate it when people have their own personalized name bars. It really (laughs) gets on my tits. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like it. Why is Zoe Stark got her own name bar but the Miz doesn't? Why is Drew McIntyre no he doesn't. Do you know? No he comes out and it's the it's the raw branded name bar. Oh. AJ Styles doesn't. Cody has one, Jay has one. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens don't have one. Zoe Stark has one. Trish doesn't have one. Becky doesn't have one. Who picks this? Why can they not just have, just give them their, why have they got personalized name bars? I've,
0: I've always, I've never actually said this in the podcast before. I hate the personalized names. I hate them. Yeah, I, I really don't like them. It, just it, a little it,
1: raw logo that says Zoe
0: Stark. That's all I need. It really kiddifies the show. It really kiddifies the show. Because what it does, it just, it, but I mean, what they've done is they've taken the monster truck yeah. uh, um, uh, methodology of just like, you have a logo and yeah. the logo is on the screen. And I've always thought it makes it just everyone look a bit cheap and just look like toys i don't mind a logo i don't mind a lo- I buy like, i buy merchandise with the logo on it logos are very different yeah i'm wearing you know a logo based t-shirt you today are? i'm wearing my chris brooks t-shirt because i'm actually cool <laughs> you don't, you're not you're not trying to sound it not, No, you I'm just not, live no, it no i'm not actually i'm not trying to sound cool <laughs> now i'm a fan of chris brooks <laughs> get over it everyone so i'm just cooler i'm just cooler than you <laughs> better are. than you i'm just better than you because i know who chris brooks is and <laughs> I, <like his laughs> I don't like i've a rev pro <laughs> show at
1: your core because i'm cooler than
0: everyone
1: <laughs> um i uh, also i'm I mildly irritated by the fact that jay's color was red when he was on smackdown it's blue now he's on raw <laughs> that's got on my tits as well i don't like it, it. Oh it really really grinds my gears that's a nitpick nice. write it down that a nitpick
0: saw someone in the chat earlier like just sort of making fun of the this whole thing of like i'm trying to sound cooler just like oh it's just luke loves you know uh, actual rubbish in aew and i was like yeah ironically i think anyone watches my praise of team tna thing it was like oh, man luke's being deadly serious no i but i see i see the little shrine you have to <laughs> karen jarrett upstairs anyway next up this was awesome right no pun intended <laughs>
1: they saw my eyes light up just now (laughs) because you did it you said thing ms tv
0: with drew mcintyre they advertised this and i went (laughs) 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 all right i guess and then uh you know it's usual standard ms tv affair it's not very good um and it's ms trying to stir the pot and trying to be like you know doing oh we said drew mcintyre's name in a scottish accent bad comedy then thankfully the new day came out and, and started to like bring the segments into a bit more like cohesion they did tease the idea of drew going into a program with cody which is mm. a, a big thumbs up for, from me um but you know the, bad comedy and i was like oh i'm quite tempted to look at my phone over here now what is going on how many likes has this photo got on instagram and then the new day came out and the new day brought this segment to life because they wanted to challenge big d <laughs> which is what they called drew yeah but they said like you know well last week i thought you were actually a bit a bit limp last shrinkage. week it was a bit of shrinkage last week um and the reason for that is because they were like why i know you've got beef with jay mm. we've all got beef with jay you know we've got our issues with jay but that wasn't cool mm. you let him get beat down last week you could have gone back and helped and you didn't And Drew's response to this, which was, you know, absolutely bang on the banana here. So it's one of those great arguments where both people that are in this discussion were completely right. New Day were right in what they were saying about Drew, but Drew responded being like, you guys were backstage and you didn't help out. Drew has a point. Like, where where were you? I'm not Batman. Like, I'm not... My job isn't to save people. Mm. Also, like, Jey Uso. Yeah. Like, that man ruins my life for a Mm. a period of time. In the same way that the Uso's ruined your life for a period of time. Like, Mm shouldn't woods have beaten xavier woods if it wasn't for the bloodline and they just had this back and forth where they were both making excellent points and it was brilliantly perfectly punctuated with some comedy because the miz kept trying to pipe in and make himself part of this storyline which he is not a part of so drew would then just kept going shut up miz and so Miz would then stike, uh, go down, and then he would respond to the new day again. So Miz would try and pipe up, shut up, Miz! And then Miz would be like, oh, okay. And this that, and the other. And then eventually Miz tried to do his little catchphrase, and Drew just headbutt him in the face. Oh, when my hand goes up, your mouth goes bang in your face. And Miz just dropped like a sack of spuds and mm. it set up this match between Drew and Kofi. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Loved all of this. This is how you use the Miz! Comedy doofers goofball who thinks he's part of the main
1: event, but is not. Mm. That's the Miz. Yeah, I completely agree. He's one of the greatest of all time. As <laughs> you've been saying, um, <laughs> shut up, Miz. Got a chant. Go. I'm sorry. Just is. It got a chant, and he didn't even have to do anything. I love him. I loved this segment. Uh, there's a section when we do the match where I- I'll I'll bring us all the way back through to this this thread that was we right the way through it. I just love that everyone had a point i just love that everyone was right when your baddie is right you don't have to agree with them you don't have to think that they are it's it's this whole like politics idea we we used to debate um ideas around the facts right and now we debate ideas whether or not we both No, now we debate facts right it's like no that's an alternative fact that's a whole politics thing here the fact is Uso was getting beaten up and neither of them saved him and their opposing ideas of how to respond to that fact. That's what brings the conflict, and that's what's so engaging. I just loved this segment loads. Uh, Drew looked great; like he looks like he's really ready and leaning and ready this for this new character.
0: Characters working. Man. It
1: really is. And then, and then, just yeah, the, I was ready for him to batter the Miz, and he did, and it was brilliant. And then it led us to a great match. Yeah, the, I thought every single
0: person in this segment really brought it, and I and I think it got. Both what, what, the, what I really liked about this was it was tying feuds together. Sometimes within wrestling you can feel like person A is feuding with person B and person C is feuding with person D and neither the two shall mix. This segment and the match that came after it tied a lot of threads together was like, no, this is all just like one big connected universe. Just
1: so it doesn't sound like I'm copying Luke. That's what, exactly what I've written down. It's so true.
0: This was, it's Leonardo DiCaprio just pointing at the screen being like, oh, it's the, like they're all together. Like yeah. it's the MCU. Like everyone is
1: under the same yeah. umbrella. You've got Drew, uh, Miz is talking about Drew and Cody. Then you've got Drew and the New Day and then the New Day and the Viking Raiders and then Jey Uso. Jey Uso. You've got Imperium with Champa, but also Imperium with the Alpha Academy. There was a bit in the Attitude Era where Steve Austin came out out and looked at sable and i always think of that image in my head where i'm like oh everyone works together there's something about everyone being in the same environment that of course there would be crossover you wouldn't have a and b and c and d and now it's this segment i love it i love it I, and i thought using these segments to like
0: merge a lot of feuds not together but just like connect connected was i thought really really smart like a, like like
1: some bunting
0: yeah like a lovely bit of bunting i had up for my kid's birthday yes, the weekend there you are if, if i may do one slight nitpick on this segment. I wouldn't be me, and and this is a, a a complete nitpick. I appreciate. At the start of this segment, Drew came out in his gear, yeah, uh, and Kofi came out in his gear, and the Miz during the Miz TV segment said, "You've got a match with Kofi Kingston coming up." So then, when uh, Drew headbutt the Miz and he started mouthing up against Kofi Kingston, Michael Cole said, "Are we going to have a match?" <laughs> Between <laughs> Kofi <Obi-Key> Kingston <laughs> and McIntyre, I was like, "Yeah, yes, dickhead. We've already we've already established this." I wasn't listening to him. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's in his gear. Yeah, like use your eyes, Michael Cole. Yeah, nitpick. Anyway, we'll talk about the the segment that came in between this because we'll just go straight into the match. Because Kofi's new gimmick is I'm going to have the banger of the week. Yeah, and he did again. And this match was really, really good. It was given loads of time. It really got over with this crowd. And again, tying all of these narratives together, Ivar of the Viking Raiders comes out and he batters Xavier Woods at ringside. Brilliantly so. Mm. Kofi, and it's not a distraction spot, which is what I love about this. Woods, sorry, Woods is Kofi looks like he's about to go now. Drew clocks what is happening. He sees what is happening at ringside, but he is focused on Kofi, who is down. Kofi goes to get up to help him Claymore. Because Kofi took his eye off the ball. Drew's not Batman. He's not here to help people. That's what we were establishing in the promo segment beforehand. And he got the win in the end of it. And then, as Ivar continued to beat up the new Dane, he was beating up Kofi Kingston in the ring, just like he did last week, Drew walked up the ramp, stopped, paused. I'm not Batman. I'm not here to save people. And he walked to the back. It's none
1: of his business. Yeah. Also, there's two at the New Day, only one of Ivar, so really, it's not yeah. even a numbers game.
0: Uh, well, you know,
1: yeah, and Kofi beat him last week. Okay. And then
0: I like, get you know, Ivar, moon Moonsault, the spectacular Moonsault that, that the he does. What a big man doing Moonsault now. <laughs> <laughs> two in two days. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a Tika Dan yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But yeah, I just thought all of this segment, genuinely, like on any other show, Dragon Lee and Dominic Mysterio would be like the best thing mm. going. But... I honestly think this might have been my favorite stuff on the show. It was this whole like this talk show segment behind and the match. I loved
1: all of this. It was tremendously effective. It was so, so well put together. I can't I can't say any better, Um, which is yummy. Um, And we did
0: have a backstage segment with Maxine and Chad trying to make Otis feel better after his loss. And Kaiser walked up and they basically were just letting you know that um, Chad Gable still got his eyes on on Gunther. Probably much like...
1: Kaiser has his eyes on Maxine. Yeah,
0: I I wouldn't have had uh, Chad lose last week then. And then uh, Gunther shouted at Kaiser and Vinci because Triple H is intent on making this team have dissension. And Gunther tells Vinci that Kaiser is now his... Sorry, uh, tells Kaiser that Vinci is now his responsibility. And if there's a problem with Vinci, that means there's a problem with Kaiser. People might be able to fresh my memory in the chat. Didn't we just do this with the bloodline? Oh, I say just, we did this like... Um, yeah, about this time last year, wasn't this the story with Jimmy and Jay or Sammy and Jay? It's where, familiar. Like we, we. I can't remember when, but I feel like it's Sammy and Jay mm. where Roman had told him was like, "You need to keep him in line. He's your responsibility now." I'm just saying we've we've trodden this ground before. Yeah, and I feel like that's only compounded because stop trying to break up Imperium.
1: Yeah, no, completely. I think it's I like i almost do like the little there's something about imperium having a fight with each other which to me it just it, it's like a dojo thing in my head i think that's why i'm not so i and i just don't imagine them breaking up they probably will and i'll be completely wrong but there's something in my head that's just like oh it's just this expectation from the ring general and, and they kind of have to fight amongst themselves to get better and be stringent and they're miserable and european so like <laughs> it's whatever I, I but you know it is you're dead right. It is a rinse and repeat of a previous storyline. Yeah, stop, stop trying to stop putting dissension in Imperium. Nobody wants to we'd, see them break up. No, we just quite like them.
0: Don't need it.
1: They haven't had a tag one yet. I want it.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I don't need this. Thank you very much. And then hilariously, Byron Saxon. It's the last thing we get to talk about here. Byron Saxon interviewed Ivar and uh, Valhalla, who said literally nothing.
1: <laughs> I uh, it's weird seeing them walk backstage because I think in my head they just sort of phase from the yurt in Alaska where mm. they live and into into gorilla every week. And then they go back. Like they don't, yeah, yeah. they don't walk. They're not, I can't really picture Valhalla in catering. Do you know? Mm. Um, imagine if, you remember the Minotaur on that episode of Raw? He's just walking backstage, does an interview. Yeah. Like it's just, the it's just weird. It looked weird. It was odd, yeah. but you know, the eye, the eyes are doing something. All right. Sure. So, again, man, he, he seemed really cool last week, and then whatever. Well, yeah, yeah. We'd really are their best to try and ruin some of that mystique. I will say though, at least, them. at least, even though we don't have Eric for a while, I assume I don't, I don't know what the medical problem is, but at least we still get him. Like, at least they, they're not just being like, "All right, very you, true. you tag partners away so Absolutely. you don't get to do anything.
0: Well, I thought this was an awesome episode of mm-hmm. Raw. Uh, I genuinely do think this was the best Raw of 2023. Uh, you know, there's there's minor quibbles aside, but man it was like so so good Mm. it was cracking particularly like hours two and three genuinely like brilliant stuff and i don't know what it was that made this show so great yeah but it but it was and it totally worked and as i when i was writing my review i try and save like five out of five for like outstanding like i gave this week's collision five out of five because i was like that was an outstanding episode of professional wrestling and i and i there was nothing on the show that i loved as much as like the triple threats or like you know jay and andrade or you know this and the other but this was just like danielson the stars but everything on the show just worked and it clicked so i was like well there was no like it didn't come out of it being like that was a groundbreaking outstanding show so i can't give it five but (laughs) 4.9 like because I, i want to give this five but my own
1: standards i really can't so I had to and I was like, "Before seems so harsh. It feels like really unfair. This is why I've given in. I'm not even doing the sketch. Just a thumbs up. Thumb yeah, mid I, down from now on. And I'm saying this. I enjoyed a, it here.
0: In the, in the podcast version of this, this is like a thumbs all the way up. Yeah.
1: All, all the way up. Like this is this is <laughs>
0: a perfect, a borderline perfect episode of television.
1: Did the job really, really well. Did the job really, 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 really well. It. <laughs>
0: let's get into your remaining alpha chats. Please continue to get them in rest.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five us dollar amount. And Eric Metzloff here kicks off to say as the ultra chance on and off resident Tegan knocks Stan, I'm happy to see her on TV again. I just wanted to get the push to the moon that she deserves. We're in the era of the girl with the shiniest wizard hashtag Tegan all belts.
1: Uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see again an actual match.
0: I think we're a little bit way off from that. Uh, Kuzu here says Dominic Mysterio arrived last night. He held his own against Lee, and even one without outside help. Mm-hmm. The crowd even forgot they were supposed to boo him. He's come a long way from just being Rey's
1: son last year. I think that's why I got so passionate about it because it's like when you consider where we were one year ago, it's it's like night and day, you know. It and it's and it's credit when you knuckle down and work hard. Good for you. Uh, Tirola Marcus says, a bit off-topic,
0: but in the Jay Roman storyline before Money in the Bank, both Jay and Jimmy said that Solo should be the new tribal chief, and immediately after, Jay pinned Roman, and at uh, the attack on Jimmy, he said he wants to be the
1: tribal chief was really interesting. Sorry, okay, I need to reread this. So yeah, he, it's, it's just interesting that J, uh, Jay and Jimmy always said Solo should be the new tribal chief, but then immediately after Jay pinned Roman, uh, Jimmy, Jay is saying he wants to be the tribal chief.
0: Jimmy, yeah, he said that Jay pinned Roman... And Jimmy said he wants to be the tribal. And and the attack on Jimmy. Right. commas need to be placed in certain places. I'll be honest, I've gone so off the bloodline story. Yeah. Like I'm 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 not into it as much as I was. I I actually it's not even SummerSlam because I wasn't really into the the Jay and Roman Mm. uh feuds going into SummerSlam. I think my peak of it is money in the bank. Mm-hmm. of like that was where my interest was and since then it's just been waiting mm. and jimmy teeling teaming with solo at Fascinating and cena and la night gives me the groaniest of groans because mm. i literally just watched this man leave this group and now he's just trying to get back in it now he's just back in the group yeah like talk about A character going backwards. Yeah. And a story going backwards. When Roman's not there, the story falls apart. Streamlabs Issue has donated to say, stop trying to kill Imperium. If you're going to do anything, just kick Vinci and replace him with Alexander Wolf, who was in Imperium before who's so not sure how i feel about natani getting a number one contenders match after she lost but a good show yeah i mean yeah, yeah absolutely tyrone kid said always been a fan guys just want to say thank you luke for your original brilliant idea about Iron
1: do jinxing the title big brain move oh also hi dan <laughs> yeah you're on you're in my big book of grudges. tyrone <laughs> you're
0: just gonna write down tyrone kid tyrone right? kid yeah
1: that dylan guy says now i've been enjoying
0: the seth shinsuke feud compared to others luke but it just won't happen shinsuke needs to win this belt or the, that's two feuds now seth has won with an injury and it won't help the title looking good damn Thanks very much i completely agree i wasn't sure if that was like i won't help the title looking good no full no stop damn it's i'm looking good yeah it's like it won't help the title full stop looking
1: good Dan. i agree that it won't help the title nope. i think um i think Uh, but I also think Shinsuke should have won it last time not this time or Finn Balor should have won it Seth Seth and Title is is, Balor should have won it Balor should have won it yeah Motives
0: Roach Senpai says my main ick with WWE's women's division and my main ick is WWE's women's division. They need better storylines and new faces rather than the same people. Mainly, I'm fed up of seeing Flair front and center because she hates not having a championship for more than a month. What do you
1: guys think? Um, yes and no who's in charge. I think, I think a lot more ire is put towards Charlotte Flair than is put towards the people who put Charlotte Flair in the position. Um, you can only do so- with all the releases that came last week a common refrain was you can only do so much with what you're given like you know they, they weren't really given a shot so they get released and it's like oh well, they didn't really do anything so they weren't given a chance to do anything Yeah. Um, that said I do I, I do completely agree that they need better better storylines uh, there are so many faces involved ILE is just perennial main event Nikki Cross is still there you know just doing nothing doing nothing uh, I think they need um, I think they just need to be given more time more time and I mean I mean more time on television
0: I came under quite a bit of fire recently because I did say that AEW's women's division is bad, but WWE's is almost just as bad, if not the same level of bad.
1: They and get away with it because they book more than one segment. That's exactly which is, it. Which is damning with faint praise. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's, and that's really what it boils down to. Mm. It really is on these, like there are trackers and people, like very smart people online who do trackers. Like there are often times when there's less minutes per show of wrestling uh, in the women's division on Raw and SmackDown than Dynamite, mm. and Dynamite's dreadful for for, yeah. for for women, and as is Collision, mm. and yeah yeah, it's just like I got I took a bit of heat for 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 saying that, but
1: I well it's also because it's also because uh, a few people have been saying like I'm trying to push a feminist agenda and it's ruining everything. I, yeah, constantly am. You know, all men should go away. That's how I feel. <laughs> I'm doing my best, Dan. Well, I'm not going to sack myself off. Are you joking? <laughs> no, but like it's it's but it is but a thing that's worth pushing because for every person, I, I've said this on on X recently, but for every Maybe. person who um says something like that, I'm just going to say it harder because they're the people who are proving that we need to have this conversation because the idea that women are less than only exists because you've been told women are less than. The talent in these rosters is there. They deserve to have the opportunity to show us what they've got because often when they show us what they've got, it's straight fire. So-
0: Let's, well, let's talk about this now. WWE's women's division, the, the, the women's revolution, mm-hmm. was a nice little bit of marketing fluff. It was, you know, they were like, hey, guys, uh, women in sports is dead popular now. So uh, we are going to give the Divas a chance and we're going to do this Divas revolution that then became the, the, the women's revolution. when they brought back the women's championship and they kind of, you know, spearheaded this around Charlotte, uh, Becky and, and Sasha. Sasha and things like that. But they also didn't do a, got to a great start because they were like, you're also just friends. So mm. you're just like different groups of friends. And that's the women's revolution. And then it sort of went on for a little bit, and you know, women were were featured more, and it was like genuinely felt like you know change was on the way, like you know the the winds of change were were howling. And then Ronda came in, and the game completely changed. I don't think I'm completely out of line to say, the women would not have main evented
1: WrestleMania if Ronda Rousey was not there. Certainly not with um, who who was in charge of booking WrestleMania that? Yeah,
0: exactly. Becky Lynch hugely over. Was not as important to them as Ronda Rousey was. I actually, I even think, even if Triple H was in charge, I don't think they'd have main evented without Ronda Rousey there because Ronda Rousey was very much a Triple H thing. Mm. You know, the, her first match was against sort of Triple mm. H and stuff. The first segment she even had in WWE 81. was with Triple H. So they main evented WrestleMania because of Ronda Rousey, and then once Ronda's left, is like, eh, well, you know. It's well, we'll sort of go back to this. And then Ronda came out was like aha, and there's here's more focus again. There was even talk that they might have headlined WrestleMania one more time. That the other? And you know they got to with Bianca. I think Bianca kind of changed the game a little bit for them as well. She's massive crossover, massive crossover star. But we have seen over the last six months, maybe a little bit more, that the effort is not there that once was in terms of the presentation of women. And I think you can almost chart Ronda's lack of care and charlotte's lack of care within that uh, and actually stephanie leaving mm. jade Cargill's now coming in yeah and they have made a huge song and dance about this for two reasons number one she has got all of the potential to be a main like a crossover star she is got the look she has got the charisma she has she is the total package in terms of mainstream appeal You can send her out to like she'll be sent out to all the media events. Oh yeah. She'll be sent out to all the TV shows because she is she's incredible. Like she has just got a presence about her. B it is someone who AEW puts so much stock into Mm -hmm. to make a star, and she chose not to stay in AEW and go to WWE. So you want to make a huge song and dance about that because that's another one over the competition. It's what everyone should do. It's competition. This is a war. Do you think Cargill coming in is going to lead to the same level of change or a similar level of change that Ronda Rousey would have done?
1: Well, um, I'll sort of uh, I would extend the brackets or, of our consideration of this period of women's wrestling a little bit further, given who's in charge of where. Because I, you're right, 2015 it was a real turning point in terms of women in sports and all that stuff. Anyway, we we're all, all looking at it. This girl can, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, in NXT, you can stretch it back even further to Paige and Emma, to Charlotte and, and They were doing Natalia. it well before. They were doing it well before, which shows to me, I think that's another reason that I've always sat there and gone, I do think Triple H does care about the division. I think he's also the father of daughters in a big way, which is, you know, it shouldn't take having daughters for you to care about women, but sometimes it does. Um, so I, I, I'm aware that he has that. Now I'm, I've just been reading the um, uh, the Jade Cargill release and, and essentially phenomenal. it's it's... Yes, yeah, so I thought you said the spin article, which it, it's not not that, uh, but the ESPN article that basically says, you know, Cargill has signed with uh, WWE remains unclear. if She'll go straight to the main roster. or if She'll go to the NXT. And then it's the profile that they give her where they make a point of saying she's only been wrestling for two years. Her in-ring debut became part of a high profile mixed tag match with Shaquille O'Neal against Cody Rhodes and Red Velvet. Uh, Rhodes was one of Cargill's mentors at his nightmare factory in Georgia uh, and headlined WrestleMania 39. So they immediately tied her with Cody Rhodes. Uh, Further on, um, they've mentioned the, the TBS title run in this article, uh, and said, Florida native is considered a major future star in pro wrestling and beyond the five foot 10 cargo was a fitness model before wrestling and has nearly 1 million Instagram followers. She played division one basketball at Jacksonville university. Uh, she's dating someone from Cincinnati reds. Um, and they own a fast pitch team, the Texas smoke. So it's, it's kind of all, this is ESPN's writing basically saying that this person has a crossover reveal. So I would argue a big name signing like this probably is um, a, a statement of intent. I think back to sort of this time last year. Triple H hasn't booked the women's division well. I want to be really clear about that because I don't want it to be revisionist history. We we whinged about Damage Control a lot because it was rubbish. It's not even just the last six months, really. It's been since he took over yes. the book. But and this is a big but, um, the time was allotted. I think that's a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't being booked well, but it was being booked consistently and it was being booked high profile. Over time, over the last year and certainly over the past six months, that has decreased in a big way, even with Ronda Rousey on the books. Um, I would be intrigued now that we're in this new company, now that we're in um, Endeavor, TKO, TKO, all of the rest, I would be intrigued... If that changes and that this is the first flagpole of a change, I think it possibly could be, but I don't bloody know. I just bleach my hair and sit in this chair and whinge <laughs> about it, don't I? So I don't know. It depends, I suppose, on
0: whether or not you take it straight to the main roster. Mm. Like if you just like make a statement piece, like I oh, did with Cody, really, which like Cody's going, he's in this big WrestleMania match against Seth Rollins. He's the big surprise appearance, and like the, the tying to Cody Rhodes is, you know, a key uh elements here to it and i think it might be one of the reasons why she's gone across as well due to their their connection mm. he kind of bestowed the cody vater to jay cargill when he left aew it was like mm. that's the person to give my big entrance to because she is the future of this industry AEW built an entire belt just for her mm. like for her to just hold on she had the big goldberg run and it was this that, and the other so you could make a really big
1: statement putting her on the main roster putting a title on it to also to bring her in. They've spent a lot of money for her to not to go to AEW, not stay with AEW. They've She's clearly weighed up her options and gone this, because as you said, they've invested all this time in me. They've invested a lot of energy in me. And I'm sure she has some form of, you know, loyalty to that. Well, she said literally a week before she left. Yeah. I don't want to work anywhere else. Right. But then you get a counter offer. And if you're going to spend that much money, and I am assuming, I don't know. No figures have been presented. The fact that she's
0: got this big ESPN article makes me think it's a lot.
1: Big statement. They're going to invest time and effort into making that investment worth the return.
0: I think... I'm just, I'm just thinking out loud here. I haven't really formulated a lot of these thoughts, so apologies for that. Return with investment. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't formulated a lot of these thoughts, but I am going I'm pretty confident in what I'm about to say. I think she's going to go straight to the main roster. Mm-hmm. If they have spent... If they've invested a lot of money, which we're sort of speculating that they might have done, as I said, this ESPN article uh, making a big statement about this makes me feel like they have invested. Plus, also you have got to imagine she was probably in a negotiating war with AEW and WWE. If she is going to be making a lot of money, that's straight to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they just released a bunch of people from NXT who were on main roster money. Mm-hmm. Like that's the reason why. You know the reported reason why. Mustafa Ali and Dana Brooke got their marching orders is because, well, they were earning main roster money with no plans to ever take them back to the main roster. Now, you could make the argument, well, you can send it to NXT because you have got plans to move it to the main roster. And that's, a, that's a, also a potential. I'm sort of formulating this as I'm thinking about it. But I really think you could just put it straight on the main roster, make a real statement piece with her, and use this as an, your new flagpole of, this is where the tide turns. This is where we write the ship and we start to focus because if mm-hmm. they if Triple H has a focus and he can build something around someone, he can he's very good at that. And he can revitalize the entire women's division
1: on Raw or on SmackDown with Jade Cargill. I also think when you look at um her last match on Rampage with Statlander yeah. she reminded us that she's very talented like you know it's, it's, it's not like duck to water and, and she's not she's green she's two years in she's two years that's
0: a, in that's, a, that's a, not a long time to be to doing the wrestling thing. yeah um, on a main stage as well like she didn't do the indies beforehand
1: her first match was literally in AEW right so like it, it's and, and she's had the run with you know the TBS title not loads of attention the, it doesn't have to be done immediately she doesn't have to be on Smackdown on Friday she doesn't have to no, be on Raw on not. Monday um give her time in the performance center i give her a little bit of time in the performance center she probably should relocate there and do some work in there while still being on tv that's why you have it oh she's from florida there you go So it's not far for her to get to quits in so i, think, I believe florida's quite small of uh, yeah the whole of america <laughs> tiny fits on the head of a pin um so yeah i think it, i think it's worth keeping her around like to 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 allow her to train you can train and continue to get better that's why it exists while being on national television every week to the point where when you're ready to just go completely in again, and again we are all we are just completely speculating and a lot mm-hmm. of this is coming off the top of our heads i'm just also thinking okay so uh who else we got bianca belair who was a naturally so gifted never wrestled a day in her life before she signed up for wwe and it turns out she's that insane George. that's duck to water to
0: that, that's yeah. like current angle levels of dr water that's who
1: you compare bianca belair to absolutely um you've got Rhea Ripley, you've got uh, Charlotte, uh, you've got Asuka, you've got Eo, you've got Bailey. Oh my God, I want to watch all of these. Are you joking? Like there's so oh, much you ones can do down. with it. <laughs> right. But like, yeah. we don't have to be, we'll do, a, we'll do another draft. When's the next draft coming up? But yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at it and I'm like, why, why wait? If you're going to do this level of big investment and I want to see it. I, I, if, if this becomes the new Ronda and sh- and they build it around her and they use it to give more time to the women, oh good, don't care, let's crack on, like, yes, yes, do it. It's it's come to the point now, like you could easily fantasy book
0: yourselves into circles with this, but like you like you build to her debut match at Crown Jewel on that mm-hmm. massive stage and you can give her the big pyro and ballyhoo entrance. I get sharper abs though, but she could do a great cosplay. She could do, yeah, you could do a great cosplay with that. And then she's on TV the following week and you can do some stuff there. Win the rumble.
1: Yeah. Like
0: like it's, you know, maybe it's a bit much too soon. And I, I would say that is a bit much too soon. But if you're looking to make a statement here, that's what you're looking to do. And that's, that's probably what you would want to
1: do. Mm. And it's not like they've built anyone else up to be a potential Rumble winner. So I, see, I don't know if that's well, play fantasy booking. Cause I'm like, well, it, to save that, let's make her the champion. And then whoever as a Rumble can challenge her at WrestleMania. Cause that way, I don't know. I'm like, well, there's yeah, so many like, things you
0: can do. Well, absolutely. Of course you can, and like, you can have her uh, answer one of Becky's NXT. Yes. Well, I mean, that's, the, I mean, okay. Uh, as I said, a lot of this is just coming off the top of my head, so I'm just sort of saying things without really formulating thoughts in my head. But here is here is a pitch that I would make, and here is what I would do. It's a Becky open challenge on Raw. Mm. Jade Cargill debuts, beats Becky for the title on Raw whoosh, to NXT. Yeah. So you've made the big main roster statement in front of the big main roster crowd with the big main roster presentation. Two developmental you go, spend a year there, bring you back up. When you come back, everyone's like, ah! That's the girl that beat Becky for the title mm. a year ago, and then if Becky's the champion, you can have Jade Cargill come up and be like, "Do you remember when I debuted in this company and I beat you for the NXT Women's Championship? Yeah. Let's do this again. WrestleMania,
1: bang on you go. Roll the tapes back. I said that last week, but yeah, it, it's a good, it's a, it's a great shout. I think, I think, could you say that exact same thing? I, I oh, said, I do no, 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 no. But do it's, apologize. but it's, this is, it's, 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 it's a natural thing to think. I think the idea that like who takes it off Becky? Well, we could do a Jade Cargill thing at some mm. point, and then it's not a demotion because you can show up on roll with those belts. We've seen it. Look at Dawn. Tiffany Tratton did. Look at, look at Dragon Lee. Yeah. You know, so like... Someone just said, her first match being against Natalia. Come on, guys. <laughs> she was... She'll, and then she'll go into
0: a program with the Miz. And then... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, it's a very, very exciting time. It's a very big signing for them as well. Uh, we've got a full of chats left to go here, though. But first, uh, hello, lads. This episode was great. Love the JD-Sammy KO match and brawl. Love Seth and seeing this changing of his character hmm, to a more aggressive change after losing. Seed hmm. to being planted with... Could be JD, could be Judgment Day. Uh, and also with J-Sammy and KO dynamic. Love it. Cinema. That's from Tracy Miser. Thank you, Tracy. All right, said so cinema some of that's a bit much tracy but i don't disagree with a lot of it uh, mayor of Painsville dan says hello you beautiful people hope you're doing well so raw was a good show you say you know else was wxw world tag team festival including the gcw shows they did where would we send recommendations for mark markinson
1: uh mark uh, doesn't have an email uh, he's too busy watching wrestling so uh, he he actually prefers you to send him nfts uh, and powerpackers90 here has been a member for 25
0: months in a row it says luke you are a cool dude other than your opinions on the star wars prequels they're underrated films no, not sorry you and dan are awesome dudes uh they aren't but thanks <laughs> yeah I've, I've softened somewhat on the phantom menace oh, crap it is well you know i would have told you previously it's a, it's a one star movie now i'd say it's you know 1.1 1. one and a half oh. it's, a, it's a slightly under two star movie he's getting old um you know the pod racing scene is fun mm. uh and you know revenge of the sith is a, a fine movie with dreadful writing and even worse acting but you know the lightsaber fight's cool um and of the clones is an unwatchable mess of a movie but not as bad as uh revenge of the skywalker or whatever the hell that movie rise of sky rise skywalker. of skywalker yeah that was dreadful which is i saw that twice in 12 hours oh dearie me i i that is the that's the worst star wars movie ever made um, oh, I don't, I don't
1: know. And it, it is it's
0: it's, the, it's pretty bad. It's that an attack of the clones having a, a fight with one another for for who is the worst of the Star Wars movies. But Rise of Skywalker is a dreadfully
1: bad movie. See, I, can't, I usually keep quiet on this because I really like The Last Jedi and I thought that was a non-controversial take. Well, I, so did I when I saw it. You know why? Because it's great.
0: I came out of that movie and everyone was like, "Man, that was actually,
1: for once Star Wars tried to do something different. That's what I'm saying. And, and then it was, suddenly, and it was really good and all of a sudden it was like, it was controversial to say that The Last Jedi was good. I went about my my week like, doop 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 doo, having a lovely time. I'm sorry, what? Everyone hates me. Okay, <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> anyway... That's all we've got time for on this edition of the broadcast. Uh, Rustall.com will be your uh, place to go for all the latest Jade Cargill news. But until then, press the subscribe button here. Give us a little thumbs up as well. You're watching this on demand. Leave a comment down below. How would you fancy book, Jade Cargill? What did you think of this episode of Raw? And all that good jazz. Thank you all to our live audience watching. And we're going to end this poll and see what you thought. But again, this is actually much like Collision yesterday. The thumbs up are lower than I thought.
1: Gimme? 81% thumbs up. Oh, that's remarkably low. Yeah. No. What's wrong with you all? They just don't like agreeing.
0: Because it's mid, si- like 16% in the mid. Nah, like, this
1: wasn't I, mid. This I, wasn't yeah, I'm, mid. Normally I'm, I'm like each to their own. This wasn't mid. i really surprised. yeah I'll just take some decent wrestling, I suppose. <laughs> eh. Yeah. That's what you sound like. <laughs> Go away! <laughs> we're all entitled to our opinions. Thank There's no sub- such thing as a wrong opinion in this, in, <laughs> with a subjective
0: medium. Except those. And except for saying that the Star Wars uh, prequel trilogies are underrated. Yeah. Thank you all so much for your time today. Uh, we love each and every single one of you.
1: Tune people. in for the Wednesday Night War tomorrow. Yes, I'm going to crush yeah. Laurie
0: wednesday night war tomorrow we're going to be live at uh, 1 p.m bst uh here on parts fun known mm. um i'll be here because i'll be doing i'll be reading out your ultra chats <laughs> fun uh, and sort of like managing these two reprobates uh <laughs> while they uh play through my gm mode season 3.5 the winner will be joining myself and piquen in season four of the monday night war when it returns to monday nights again Mm -hmm. i'm gonna crush laurie
1: you have no idea
0: i'm so excited to see what happens until then i've been Owen. dad that has been the professor of the truth your jam that champion dan layton jam that jam